Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Amy Shaw. Amy Shaw is the Senior Vice President of Engagement and Content at Nine Network Public Media right here in St. Louis, Missouri. She oversees Nine's content creation and digital and community engagement priorities. Welcome, Amy. Thank you. Thanks so much. Am I weird, wacky, or wonderful? Well, we're going to find out. At the end of the podcast, we'll let you know. (laughs) Okay, I have to pick one. No, yeah, and, my fa- and my favorite curse three? word. Okay, good. <laughs> All that. Yes, okay, why not? Good. Let's do that. Good. I listened to Jorge Rio Pedro's podcast <gasps> in preparation because he's my, I adore him. I do too. Mm-hmm. He was on here yeah, recently. I love him. I saw him recently at Arch Grants. He's great. Yes, he's an amazing human being. We mm-hmm. love what he is doing for our St. Louis agree, area. Agree. He's on top of it, yeah, that guy. He's great. Yeah. We have so many great people in St. Louis. I know. I know. And you're one of them. Thank you. I will tell Thanks. you. Thanks. I'm very honored that you've come on Thank my you. podcast. I can't tell Thanks. you. So how long have you been with Nine Networks? I've been there for 15 years, which makes me feel ancient. <laughs> no. I'm saying that to somebody recently. It's like, you know, people don't stay in their jobs for that long anymore. So being there 15 years feels like a very long time. But at the same time, it feels like a very short time because... We've undergone so much change exactly. over the last decade in particular, but the last 15 years have just been tumultuous in probably the best way possible. Our industry has changed, media has changed, the world has changed, and so, and my job has changed every, you know, couple of minutes, it seems, and so it's been evolving, so it hasn't been doing the same thing for 15 years, and even now, you know, the, it's evolving as we speak, so it's been really, it's an amazing organization and great people there. Well, and don't you think that's part of the what can keep you at a place for a Absolutely, long time yeah. is when it it's yeah. doesn't get boring, Yeah, you know, and so as long as it keeps moving forward and yeah. keeping up, never you can boring. hang. It's definitely never been boring, that's yeah, for sure. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and there's been so many amazing things that have happened at Channel 9, yeah, and I, I, I gotta tell you, I love, I went to the Young Frankenstein thing at oh, Halloween. yeah, yeah. Okay, the events that you guys do are so fun. That Commons area. It's a very special how place. How much do we love that area? Yeah, it's uh, it's opened in 2014. And, you know, so we're going on five years. It's really incredible. And so many amazing things have happened. You know, that space was envisioned to be an extension of our building and obviously of St. Louis Public Radio. But I've always felt like that place is a bit of a sacred space because, you know, fun things have happened there, serious things have happened, and it was meant to be all of those things, a place for the community to come and gather. And I tend to sort of slide more towards the earnest side of, you know, important issues in our community. And so we've had a lot of events in that space that bring people together to have meaningful conversations in ways they might not otherwise have those conversations or to look at content and participate in content that they wouldn't otherwise. So it's been really special. Well, has there been an event that really sticks out? Yeah, so there's um, there have been a couple of events, but specifically, you know, everything that's happened around Ferguson, that space was pretty new um, after the events of Ferguson. And we had this amazing guy that worked on our team and he organized uh, this event in December, um, kind of this time of year, and it was freezing cold and the space was still, you know, two months old. And artists came and did this incredible work. And it was a place for the community to come and gather and 
talk about the issues of Ferguson and, you know, kind of spontaneous um, chanting and, you know, which I think for some people who weren't as involved kind of were a little like, what what's going on here? Right. But I felt like it was a moment where that space was christened to be a safe and sacred space for the community to come and talk about things that really mattered. And so that one really stuck out. And there was another one, same guy organized it and it was all kinds of community produced content around Ferguson. And oh, wow. we debuted a very early cut of the film Whose Streets that has done so well and you know kind of randomly 500 people show up and they participate and so it was just an incredibly active group of people a lot of young people people who are really involved in the movement it was just it felt really good that we were an organization that had this space where people gathered around these issues and so whether it's fun, fun events, whether it's frivolous, whether it's meaningful, I think it's important all the way around. And so a place for people to gather. Wow. Yeah. It I, it feels like Ferguson birthed so many things in this community. I mean, I know so many people that started not-for-profits because of it or started some t- sort of an artistic movement around it. It is amazing what it's done in St. Louis. For You know, it's, I mean, it hurt. It hurt us in so many ways, and it also made us wake up and go, hmm, maybe yeah. we need to I th- take a closer look at things. Yes, but I think there's still a lot of people that are like, well, that's done, and then they moved on, and it, it you know, like we, we got through it, and now we're past it. So I think it's, you know, we're coming up on the five-year anniversary this summer, and I think it's going to be another moment for the community to really pause and understand where we are, who we want to be as a region, who we want to be as a community. So it's um, it's interesting. And I think, you know, I'm friends with people who are very involved in the movement or acquaintances with people who are involved in the movement. So I'm, I'm a bit peripheral to it. Right. So it's very interesting to see um, all of those things that have happened as a result, good, bad, and otherwise. Yeah. But it is it, it is true of Nine Network. I mean, you're so St. Louis, and you showcase St. Louis so well in so many ways. Thank I mean, ta- I mean, with what Ruth was doing with the Living St. Louis mm-hmm. and all the various programming that goes on, is there anything that you want to talk to that or yeah, what's coming so, up or um, past? You know, our model is very interesting, and um, I'll I'll brag a little bit on the Nine Network in that we um, invented basically a model of community engagement that is now embraced by public television stations around the country. And it's really humbling, but it's also really powerful to think about that as an industry, we're evolving as we speak and that we're not thinking about just doing things our way. We're thinking about how um, how to create content and how to do work that's important to the community. So that has to start with what's important to the community. Right. How do you know what the community's priorities are, what people are working on, what the issues are? And that means really working with people on the ground where they are. So a lot of community organizations. Uh, so we have a lot of initiatives that are meaningful and are directed towards achieving specific outcomes. So the best example of that is American Graduate. It's now in its seventh year, eighth year. Um It started as a way to improve high school graduation rates around the country, which sounds kind of like, what does public television have to do with that? But we gathered a network of really strong and trusted partners together to understand, okay, what what would it mean for St. Louis to improve their high school graduation rates? What does it mean to the individuals? Why isn't that happening? And then over six and a half years, really moved to the point where we had a really durable network of people that were doing that work. Our role was to then give voice to those people and create stories that helped the larger community understand, 
ah, this is what it means to have a high school diploma that's meaningful to move on to what's next. And now the work is about what's next, specifically this idea of high demand skilled career pathways. So I think everybody knows after high school, you're supposed to go to college. Right. That's what you're told. Right. And I think we're short sighted on that respect. I think we're I agree. we're not helping young people be their authentic true selves and find their joy and their passion. So we're really telling stories about what does it mean to find that skilled career pathway, like coders and skilled trades and the medical careers that don't require a college degree, but do require training and certification. These are jobs that are really well-paying. The community just doesn't know about it. And the narrative is decidedly bad. So if you say you're going to be a plumber, people are like, oh... You're kind of disappointed in some way. But and so, plumbers probably will plumbers not do, be, uh, no. they will not be replaced by AI. I don't think so. so. Yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. are certain, there are certain yeah. trades that we are going to yeah. need. So it's really, um, it's it's a powerful opportunity for public media to be connected to organizations that are doing the work on the ground and then bring the larger community in to help people see what this means, like really give life to those stories. So that's one of those. We've just rebranded Living St. Louis. Jim Kircher is back as the executive producer and the host, and he's doing great work and tells great stories. And he's always um, somebody that pulls in the history of St. Louis. And we have so many great archives. His nickname is Rolodex. Like he's just got all that in his head. So he pulls in these great archival segments. And Ruth has been working on this really great... um, retrospective on 10 years after the mortgage crisis. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. You know what? We're going to take a quick break and let's talk okay. about that because that was that really caught my eye the other day. We will be right back with Amy Shaw. And we are back with Amy Shaw from Nine Networks. So we were talking about what Ruth is doing now with the whole mortgage mm-hmm. crisis. So, you know, our pathway to community engagement was very much rooted in the work of the mortgage crisis. So it's 2008. Um, houses are, you know, falling, mortgages are falling apart, foreclosures, and, and the public was definitely aware of it. That was definitely the news cycle. But what the narrative was, was, listen, that's really your fault. You got a bad mortgage. You did something wrong. You got to deal with it. And what we began to realize was, yeah, that's not really the right narrative. And so the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, based on some previous work we had done, came to us and said, what would it look like for public media, public television in this case, to create a model that would help the community really understand and weather this storm? So we started working with organizations like United Way, the Federal Reserve Bank, uh, Beyond Housing, Catholic Charities, and the list goes on and on and on. Urban League, people who really knew what was happening on the ground. Right. And we mobilized very quickly, we put together this partner network, and we created this model of understanding what's important to the community, especially through the network of partners that do the work, creating content to help the larger community in some way, and then distributing that with great repetition so that we were just flooding the air with it and then measuring what happened as a result. Um, so it was very powerful. We worked with United Way 211 in particular. So our, our purpose was twofold. One, if your house was in trouble, you really needed to get connected to trusted resources. That was kind of the breach of trust was a key storyline oh, that people had been yeah. preyed upon. Yeah, Well, yeah. And United Way was trusted and 211 is trusted. So anybody can call 211 and say, listen, I need help paying my mortgage or I need help with 
you know, paying my heating bills any now that that's a really great resource. But people didn't know where to get help. And the big thing that was happening, people weren't even opening their mail. They knew they were underwater. They knew they were in trouble. They didn't do anything about it because it was so overwhelming. So we gave a pathway to people to get connected to trusted help. Right. The second piece was what happens to the larger community? How does the larger community really understand that if your house is in trouble, I'm in trouble, that we're already in trouble as a community? This was before right. the global financial crisis. This is before the fall of Lehman Brothers and so many other firms, Goldman Sachs. This is before people really knew the consequence of this. And so we mobilized very early. We did a pilot in St. Louis, and then we exported that pilot to 75 other public television and radio stations across the country so that they would do the same kind of work in their communities. Oh, wow. So it was very powerful. And, and, you know, Ruth was part of the team that worked on that. Everybody in the station worked on it. But Ruth was one of the team members, and Ruth has been in commercial news and said, listen, this really is I think the most important thing I've ever done in my career. So now it's 10 years later and we said, Ruth, go back and meet some of the people you talked to 10 years ago, find out what's changed, find out what the, you know, kind of what the impact was of this. And so she went back and talked to some of the people we worked with, like Chris Kramer from Beyond Housing, which they have expanded just exponentially since we started working together. Wow. They're doing great work. They've moved their facilities into um, North County and they're just, they're really doing great work. And so we talked to people who we'd met along the way and now we've, um, distributed that as a digital series. And now she's going to start work right after the new year on something kind of big and juicy as well. Ooh, so, I, can't I can't wait to see it. it you don't have yeah. to, mm-hmm. but all right. So, you know, keep your eye yeah. out. So I, um, the series, was there anything in the series that you just found so extraordinary? Any story or? Yes, yes. The biggest story, and it was kind of, it was sitting right in front of us and we just didn't realize it. We were, we were all looking for, you know, were we having some impact? I mean, there was real data to show that we were having impact, like, you know, calls to 211 increased by 400% wow. when our content was being, I mean, it was just over the course of time, 400%. It's huge, which means people were really looking for those trusted resources. So we know that there was durable impact. We know people were really helped. But there were stories like Sue Livingston. She was a woman who... Um, was, you know, a taxpaying citizen. She had done everything right her whole life. She had refinanced her mortgage. She had gotten not a great mortgage and went into default and was facing foreclosure. So we um, had a show on. It was a kind of a call-in kind of town hall style show with all kinds of experts around the table. We broadcast it live. People called in. It was really extraordinary. It was very emotional. You know, I think people really realized, wow, there is, this is really heavy stuff. Even our staff realized that. So Sue Livingston's watching that show. She calls in, she gets connected to help, to trusted resources. Her home is saved is the punchline. Wow. So she writes us a letter and says something to the effect of, I had been crying all day, praying for help. And then I saw your show and I got help. I mean, it's like, so, you know, there are very durable connections to those kinds of help. So I don't know what happened to Sue Livingston, though. We can't find her. So anybody knows who Sue Livingston is from the mortgage crisis of, you know, 2008, we'd love to find out. Well, it was so heartbreaking what happened. And and it really did feel like there wasn't any help. Yeah. Yeah, Nobody knew where to turn. Mm -hmm. It was like, well, we're going to come and take your house. Uh, Okay. Yeah. You know, the, the punchline is the people who were, you know, the, the little people 
continued to have challenges. I mean, they were the most impacted by the global financial crisis and the mortgage crisis. The big guys have recovered just fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Todd Swanstrom from University of Missouri, St. Louis would say, listen, you know, like homes in West County, everything's gone fine. But homes that were already in financially challenged areas continue to have big challenges and people in those areas have challenges. So, you know, it's, it kind of isn't done. Right. Um, But it's, it was, very powerful at that moment in time to know that our resources, when aligned properly, really helped people get what they needed. I love it. So can you, I know there's things you can't talk about, mm-hmm. but can, are there things you can talk about? What's new? Yeah. So um, what's new? So American Graduate that I had mentioned, that's going to continue to grow and scale up. Our early childhood work um, is very powerful. That's going to grow and scale as well. And that's really taking the on-air content of PBS Kids content that lots of people were raised on and taking that and really creating curriculum around it to support our youngest and our most vulnerable. So our goal is highest need for highest impact. So we're working with the high need communities where early childhood resources are really at a premium. They don't have access to early preschools, quality childcare. Right. So we're working with childcare providers, families, caregivers, and have a very specific model that we've been working with nationally uh, through PBS and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. It's really powerful. That's going to continue to grow. Um, doing some work on our building and, um, you know, got a big gala in 2019. So we, two years ago, we, or a year ago, we started uh, doing a gala. We've never done a gala before. Every Ooh. nonprofit has a gala. Right, yeah. So now we have a gala. Um, oh, so yay. It's September 21st. It's amazing. <laughs> you have a lovely space for gala. Yeah, we do. We do. So it's great. Um, so we're pretty excited about all that. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, some moving around of people and it's just, it's really a great time. It's great. Well, I have to say thank you, Channel 9, for all this amazing stuff you're doing Thanks. for our community. Thank I mean, you. that's awesome, Thanks. Amy. Thanks. No one have been there 15 years. For yeah. goodness sakes, it's good work. Yeah, well, and it's that evolution of really trying to figure out, nobody's phoning it in, right? Everybody's thinking about how do I do my work in a way that really helps the larger community and gives voice to the larger community. My only hope is that we can do more and continue to expand. I mean, I, I look around and I see there's so many things that we could be working on and so many people we could be working with. Right. So it's it's literally just how can we continue to grow more? I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. We're going to take another break. We'll be right back with Amy Shaw. I am back with Amy Shaw. It is question time, ma'am. Are you oh, ready okay, for questions? Yeah, yeah. All right. So you're from St. Louis. Yep. Gosh, where'd you go to high school? Oh, oh come on. <laughs> I just I was had actually, to. So I'm not, I just had to. I hate that question. I, so here's my, we don't have to answer Here's it, my then. feeling about that question. There's something I like about that question because I like to know if we know people in common. Gotcha. But I do fully embrace the idea that everybody wants to put you in your place. I was thinking about this I this like, morning. It's true. I like that. As I was driving to work, um, my grade school and my high school are both closed. My high school's closed. Yeah. I went to St. Thomas Aquinas. Oh, yeah, that's it's, right. They, it's yeah. now closed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went yeah. to Catholic school too. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. So we have closed places. Closed so we places. can't go back. So do you still have reunions though? I don't want to go. I don't need to. No. No. I don't need to do it. I, I am not the person who enjoyed high school. Oh, God. Did not enjoy yeah. high school. College, yeah. really enjoyed. High school, no. Mm-mm. I loved, I had a really, I've decided I had a very good class in high school okay. because we we were like very good with, we didn't care what your 
deal was. Like if you want it to be the burnout person, what's what you call them, right? Yeah. Yeah. The burnouts, if you want it to be the the super athletic, if we didn't care. We yeah. all hung out together. I kind of think we were the same. Um, so to in all um, transparency, I worked at Six Flags through high school. Okay. And that was my group. Like it was the blast. Oh, it was the best place ever. People that worked at so Six much Flags fun. loved it. Yeah. Loved it, we loved actually it. did a video on the opening of Six Flags. Jim Kircher produced it and did it on Facebook and it went viral. Like oh, hundreds cool. and hundreds of thousands of views over time. It's just like people love it and shared it like crazy. People love Six Legs. Well, so, yeah, yeah. Right. See, I asked those questions and interesting things come up. There so you, you go. do not have to answer, yeah. but question, I liked your answer. The question isn't the thing. It's the thing to get to the thing. That's exactly it. Yeah. It's just supposed to open up new conversation. All right. Now this one, I already know. Kinda, because we've already talked about this, but on your Twitter, it says you have favorite canines and felines. I do. So mm-hmm. let's hear it. So um, we lost our dog at Christmas of last year and we've, you know, mourned immensely. It was really hard. Mm-hmm. He was our guy. And, but we just got another dog. We rehomed a dog and he's adorable and he's funny, but he's only been with us for a month. So we're still figuring things out, but he's a hoot. And we have a cat. Um, and our dog and cat used to be best friends. So Aww. the cat is still trying to figure out this new guy. Do and I want to hang with you? Um, she's taken to hiding in the furnace room and she has not come out for a month. Oh, so. and they can hide. And the vet said as long as she's eating and drinking and doing her business, she's fine. So I feel bad, but yeah. So I like cats and dogs. I really do. <laughs> I actually think that if you don't like animals, I kind of wonder what's up with you. I do too. Mm-hmm. When people are like, oh, I don't want an animal in the house. I'm like, why not? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, they're friends. And, and, if, yeah. and if you don't treat them like family. Yeah, we treat them like family. Yeah, yeah. we totally treat I'm mean, like, yeah. you know, sleep on the bed, yeah, I, get fine. up on the sofa. Yeah. I don't care. You're yeah. part of the family. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. What's the new puppy's name? His name is Miko. Miko. Uh, which he came to us named Miko and he's 18 months old, so we didn't want to change it. But apparently Miko comes from... The character in the animated film Pocahontas from the nineties. Oh, okay, and he is a nefarious little raccoon character, and he's a sidekick, and that, yeah. it fits him to a T. Oh, awesome! Yeah. Mm-hmm. So rehoming is somebody just got the dog but couldn't. Yeah, so take care some, of it she got the dog. Reason. She was in grad. She was in college. She and the boyfriend broke up. The she's in graduate school now, and so she's. You know, I think was smart and said, listen, this is too much for me. So I'm sure it was heartbreaking for her. She took great care of him, loved him. The whole family loved him. But um, we're delighted to have him. Oh, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. My daughter just got a cat and she's like, and I was like at first like, no, 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 don't want a cat. But I can't say no to my daughter. So, of course, I said yes. But um, she was like, well, it's going to go to college with me. I'm like, I yeah, don't, I don't think that's so. A thing, that's a thing these days. Like, <laughs> I doubt it. People, kids now are taking dogs and, and cats to school. I don't get that because I wouldn't have been a good dog parent in college. But can they? Like, in the dorms? You I can't. think some. I think, yeah. I really? Know. Yeah, I know. Well, she wants to go to school in Seattle. And Seattle's, like, big on dogs. So, so maybe. Yeah. I mean, well, maybe they'll be. I Emotional don't know. support. We'll, we'll find. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Get it there. We, yeah. That's what we'll do. Okay, so as a St. Louisan, mm-hmm. do you have like a favorite thing right now, a favorite thing about St. Louis, something you just love about this town? Hmm. Well, of course, I, you know, Channel 9, 9 Network. Um, I, 
I don't, I think the connections, I feel like the small world connections, yes. I like that a lot. Like I think a lot of people feel like St. Louis is so parochial in many bad ways, which is true, but it's parochial in many very good ways. I yes. like how easy it is to meet people and connect with people and, you know, you meet someone and you talk and within, you know, five minutes, you know, a lot of different people and there's all these connections and there's, I love the small world connections of St. Louis. I really do love that. I am going to agree with you hundred percent because that is one of my favorite things about St. Louis yeah. and people that move from out of town and come here will often say, I cannot believe that I can go talk to all these people, like like people that in other towns are too high up there yeah. for you to talk to. In St. Louis, we don't Very feel that accessible. way. We're like, yeah. we're like, we're a mm-hmm. community. We'll all talk to everybody. Yeah, I've had people who are from out of, you know, elsewhere and have lived here for a long time and said, you know, that it was hard to break in or they didn't feel embraced. And I, I don't know, we lived away for 15 years and then moved back 15 years ago for Nine Network. And I I don't know. I just didn't have that same experience. Even though I was from here, I was gone for a long time. And I just, I don't know. It was just easy to break into things. But I do really like the small world connection of things. And yeah. I just, there's a couple times in the last few weeks that there were just these weird small world connections of like, wow, that's such a small world. Yeah. Right. I love that. Exactly. I really do. Like our Jorge. Like yeah. Jorge. Jorge. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I just, I can't tell you. I mean, it's, it's an honor to have oh, you thanks. here. Same, it's same. such an honor to have Nine Network here in thanks. our city. Thanks. I think it's very and special. I, I did not know that you guys created this business model that's gone mm-hmm. out to these yeah. I mean, that's really cool. I had yeah. no idea. Yeah, we're one of the most watched public television stations in the country per capita. And we're very well known for the specific kind of work and have been emulated widely, And I, which is nice, but it also is meaningful because I think it's it's plotting a forward path for public television in our country, which has been really meaningful and exciting to be part of that movement. Right. So, yeah, we I think we have a very special place in St. Louis. Yay. Thanks yeah. for being Thanks. here. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I love it. Thanks. <laughs> so any parting words, anything you want to leave us with? Happy holidays. Yeah, right. Happy holidays, everybody. All right. Thanks. Thank you, Thank Amy you. Shaw. Thanks. You have been listening to Mishmash Podcast. Go to iTunes, subscribe, have awesome days. Love you. Bye. Bye.